Hello, today is the 17th of July. I want to welcome you to the Video Game Podcast, the official podcast, videogame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Costco, uh, AMD, and PayPal. Thank you. This week for earnings, we are still continuing with banks. We have Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, and Charles Schwab. We also have IBM uh, reporting after the close on Monday. Before open on Tuesday, there's Johnson Johnson and Lockheed Martin, Ally Bank, and Hasbro. After close on Tuesday, there's Netflix. Before open on Wednesday, um, I guess really nothing much there. Uh, after close on Wednesday, there's Tesla. Um, before open on Thursday, you have AT&T, American Airlines, Nokia, Blackstone Group. Uh, after close on Thursday, you have Snapchat uh, and Mattel, the, the toy company. I think that's what it is. What is Mattel? I know that symbol, Mattel. What is that? Uh, yeah, childhood toys. Okay, children toys. Uh, and then before open on Friday, there is American Express, Verizon, and Twitter. It'll be interesting to know whether or not Twitter discloses more about what's happening with the Elon Musk um, trying to back out of the deal. Um, I'm sure that they might make some sort of remark, or at least in the Q&A section, that they're bound to say something or ask anything of that of that sort. Um, Netflix is probably near the top of what I want to look at for this week, um, just because it's taken such a big hit because it's uh, of last uh, last quarter's earnings, where their subscriber count didn't grow, um, and it was like the first time in however long that it didn't grow, and then that caused growth concerns. So we'll see whether or not Netflix is continuing to trend down, or maybe that was just a blip uh, last quarter. Um, Tesla, just uh, because it's Tesla, I'll be looking at that on Wednesday. And uh, I'm more or less just interested in just how Snapchat's doing or just how social media is doing in, in general. So I'll probably be looking at Snapchat's user growth. Um, however, all eyes or ears or whichever combination of the two will be on the banks before open on Monday. So before the, I mean, before you wake up, I mean, there's a good chance that, uh, I don't know how early everyone wakes up, but I wake up well after the bell. But uh, before the bell rings on Monday, uh, there will be some substantial movement because uh, last week we've had a couple of bank earnings to lead us off in earnings season. And uh, Citibank did, reported pretty well, but we know that other banks didn't look as great as Citibank. We'll get a little bit into that uh, uh, in, in the next section, but... Uh, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, and Charles Schwab will tell a lot um, for how the week is going to look. I thought it would be pretty cool if I did some aggregation of news for you from last week. So TSMC, the Taiwanese Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, I think that's what it stands for, uh, reported last week. And uh, it posted record net profit, which is good, right? Because Micron definitely did not sound like uh, semis were going to be doing well. Uh, they guided down, but TSMC continues to guide up. They did, however, say that they're going to push capital expenditure out to 2023. And for those that don't know what capital expenditure is, it just means that they're just going to choose to invest back into the business at a later time or spend money 
doing, you know, growing the business at a later time. So they're just being a little bit more conservative in the short term, but they still do plan on expanding and growing um, next year as just as fast as they recently planned. Um, this is a good thing because we didn't get uh, a guide down. TSMCs were also really important. For those that don't know, TSMC supplies a lot of chips for Apple, the Apple that Tim Cook is now CEO of and that the Apple that the iPhone is at, the MacBook, all the iMacs, everything. So just seeing the health of TSMC be strong and provide a good outlook is good for the semiconductor industry. And just eyeballing uh, the graph from uh, Micron's earnings to TSM or you know TSMC's um, earnings, it just looks like TSMC's boost in the semiconductor industry uh, just basically canceled out the, the bad report that Micron gave. So when it gets down to it, it'll be really, really interesting just how AMD and Nvidia reports. Now, there's also some bit of news that I didn't talk about last week that was disclosed last week. Uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, has her shares or whatever tracked by like some Twitter bots online here. I just kind of pulled it up. And um, Pelosi tracker, there's something right, yeah, right, this one. So Nancy Pelosi upped her position um, in NVIDIA. She buys 5 million of NVIDIA, increasing her total to 11.5 million. Uh, she also did some selling of other stuff. So she sell, sold 250K of Apple and 5 million of Visa. And um, the main takeaway from this is that she bought 5 million of NVIDIA. And this week, there is a semiconductor bill going into... Um, uh, what is it? The Senate to push ahead on semiconductor manufacturing bill. Uh, the U.S. Senate is going to vote on whether or not there's going to be subsidies pushed into semiconductors being manufactured, researched, and developed, and you know, up the supply chain security of us maybe not having to depend on TSMC or other companies of that sort. Um, so that goes into uh, voting this week, and. That is not a coincidence. Um, does this mean that NVIDIA is bound to go higher? Does this mean an AMD is bound to go higher? Will this influence TSMC because you know we're bringing manufacturing back to the United States? The truth is no one knows. I have no clue. Personally, what I did, uh, I didn't buy NVIDIA, um, but I did I didn't double it down, but I dollar cost to average uh, dollar cost averaged just a little bit more than I normally do on my currently existing red AMD position. Um, so usually I buy batches of like 12, 13, or 25 shares. I actually um, last week bought 75 shares of AMD. So now I'm just chilling straight up at 600 shares of AMD. Um, I thought carefully about whether or not I wanted to start my NVIDIA position now and then potentially just double down in case if you know maybe the chip build doesn't pass and the NVIDIA heads lower um, but I thought this was a pretty opportune time for me to just double down on a semiconductor company that I already own um, that with I don't know with this bit of news here so 
Um, we'll see where all that pans out. I'll definitely follow up next week just on whether, like, what the status is on the semiconductor bill. Um, but I thought this was a very, very interesting data point or a news, news article, news bit uh, that came out. So if you don't know, um, on Friday, we had a pretty massive rally. Um, it felt good. All, like, all the stocks in my watch list were green. Um, but that was primarily because Citibank did so well um, topping uh, their expectations for revenue, which is um, unheard of for this quarter for banks. Uh, of the four major banks report uh, second quarter results this week, Citigroup is the only one that topped expectations for revenue. So that was really, really good. It gave some sort of like hope for that you know, we're near a potential bottom or that you know we're not as doomed as we say we are with like uh, loan losses and just bad loans being out or you know loans too many loans were being given out when the interest rates were too low to people that can't afford the loans it's just easing just a bit of that concern um, a lot of banks right now are setting aside money which is eating into their income um, they're setting aside money for loan defaults or bad loan losses um, so while some might view that as like really bearish because, you know, that's just eating into like income that could be used for growing the business, but instead they're choosing to play it safe and make sure that, you know, they don't head underwater like we previously did in 08, though in 08 we had a way bigger structural problem, but that's a topic for another time. The banks reporting on, uh, Monday. Uh, notably Bank of America and you know the firms like Goldman Sachs and Charles Schwab will tell us like the final bit of just like how the finance sector is doing um, and if they do pretty well it sets up a pretty good you know um, uh, what is the what's the word what's the word I'm looking for it like makes everybody feel good it sets the right tone it'll set the tone it'll set a positive tone for the rest of the week um, get, it'll give these companies that are reporting the rest of the week a chance at you know making having it be a good time. Because um, I mean, if these banks report pretty like bad, I can imagine it. You know, stocks having a hard time keeping any gains they might get from having a positive earnings report. And last but not least, uh, <laughs> I have here in the script, Costco is still bussing <laughs> like. It's crazy. Um, when I was recording it, or recording the last episode, Costco was, what was it at? It was at 498. Yeah, it was like a 498 area. Costco's now at 522.95 cents. So we'll just call that 523. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to argue why Costco doesn't deserve, um, to be in the spotlight right now because much like how I felt during the pandemic, I was like, wow, if Costco can survive the pandemic, it's, it's like, this is the stock to be in. Like if you, if you can survive through coronavirus like that, you're gonna be fine. And then here comes inflation now and then it's, it's doing just fine because Costco is having its best month uh, and best, I don't know, it's continued to grow double digit year over year despite all this like economic worry. So uh, the only thing that I have to tell you to watch out for, 
because I don't want this to seem like, oh, you gotta get in before the rocket shit takes off. Um, the peony ratio of Costco is still really high, and it's just even more high than last week. Um, Google isn't really updating it correctly here, uh, at least I don't think so. Uh, but uh, right now the peony ratio says it's 41.19. Its peers are down in like the teens, like 12, 13 to 15, 16. This is this is like triple plus the uh, expected growth. So Costco again, I know this is just a repeat of last week. Costco is expected to kick butt, and right now it is still kicking butt. Um, and uh, I'm hesitant to have anyone start like a new position right now, just because of the economic climate. But yeah, I gotta say my mom is doing pretty well on Costco still despite, you know, maybe Home Depot, Apple, AMD cooling off a bit. Uh, her Costco position, I think is her most sizable one, is doing okay. And that's all I could really ask for. I also do have to mention again, just in case if uh, anybody skips the intro, I do have Costco stock, um, but I also do want you to know that you should not invest into things without doing your own fair due diligence and whatnot. There's a great chance, and I mean huge chance, that Costco just goes down from here. So just wanna just put that out there. Moving on to the newthetagain.com website updates. Um, I had a huge burst of motivation that came out of nowhere. Um, it was crazy. I was, I think it was a Friday night. I was just about to lay down and um, like, I don't know, I was just about to lay down and just go on my phone and then there was something, something ticked in me. I don't know what it was. I have no clue. But I just thought like, hey, I want to just get a feature out. And I just dedicated like a good 15 minutes just clicking around the website. And just thinking like, you know, do I have all the context here? of Like, you know, what this trade is about? Do I, do I have enough information that makes me think like this is, you know somewhat realistic does this look good does this um like what's missing like can i add more graphs anywhere can i you know add another metric can i maybe let you add probability of profit as a metric maybe it's optional like can i rework or reorder the steps and, and i was just thinking about all these things and i landed on an idea that i'm coining uh, a price stamp so when you upload a trade Say for example, uh, let me just, I don't know, I'll just use AMD as an example, AMD. Um, say you open like a covered call on AMD or you open a long naked call right now for AMD and you log on to the website. Uh, on the bottom right of the trade, it will like basically price stamp or pin the current um, trading price of AMD. So if I open one right now, it would say $81.11. So. You get to kind of tell the context of the trade, um, despite you know the site not really tracking against the current price. But you can, on your own, if you know, maybe you saw a long naked call opened when AMD was at seventy five bucks, um, and then you see that AMD is now trading at eighty one, and the person hasn't closed their uh, long naked call yet on the website. You can know that they're up on that position, and uh, this also helps. Uh, say you close and close an option or close a trade or you know finish a log 
on the website, uh, you also get a closing timestamp. So you have an open price stamp and a close price stamp. And then when you look back on a trade, you get to kind of see like, wow, you know, when I opened this trade, AMD was at 81 bucks. And when I closed this trade, AMD was at like $81.50. And that's why I was able to get full premium on this or like close to full premium, something like that. Um, there's obviously caveats to this. There, um, you know, if you're someone that uploads late all the time, uh, you know, maybe because you're busy, you have a work, you have, you have a job, maybe you're tired, or maybe you forget sometimes, the price isn't going to be accurate to when you exactly opened it. And that is okay, because this is not the source of truth of to say that your trades are real. You can just pretend that everyone's trades on the website are actually just fake. But there are real people putting their real ideas, putting their real trades out there. But, um, you know, saying that, you know, all of my trades are real, blah, 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 look at this, because of this price stamp. Uh, don't believe that. You know, the only way you can really tell if someone's posting real trades is you follow them long enough, you get these notifications in time, and you get to kind of see like, oh yeah, this person just opened a covered call, or this person just opened a long naked put here. You check the price of the option, you're like, oh yeah, this is accurate. And you do that a few more times, and you, you build up the trust that way. Um, maybe there comes a time where I get to um, track the price of the option um, instead of just the stock at that particular time. But uh, I'll have to see. I think that query is pretty expensive when you do it through a third-party service. So um, that's a TBD feature. Um, but yeah, so now there's price stamps. I really like it. I have a lot of fun looking at price stamps now. Um, and it will only affect trades from here on out. Uh, I, don't, I didn't retroactively uh, add the price stamps because that is just a really costly operation to do for me. <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so just think of this as a today and into the future feature and enjoy. Uh, I worked really hard on it. I got all of it done in uh, one night. It took me like four and a half hours, but it was really fun. And uh, I think the next thing I'm working on is making sure that you have a tougher time uploading a wrong trade, or I guess, you know, having a better time uh, uploading a correct trade. I wanna give you feedback in case if you're, you know, putting in numbers, uh, basically, or maybe the price of something into the symbols field. Because uh, for some reason, I'm not checking for that now, but you know, I think I have the time to make the user experience better. So when, you know, this doom and gloom is over, uh, when more and more people become active again in trading and wanting to get better in trading, uh, that the site will be better than ever to use for a beginner. Um, building datagain.com during like the height of just like when everyone was joining the stock market, when everyone's super new, um, it was fun and I, there's a lot of users using it. There's still a good, good bunch of users using it now. Um, but I'd say like the, the most of the people that use it right now are the power users. It's getting really cool also seeing that there are um, people organically following each other and commenting on each other's comments too. So I think that's super dope. Any way to like make the community feel closer um, is like what's on my to-do list here for datagain.com coming up. Um, if that's like in terms, or if that comes in a form of like a forum or like something like with Reddit, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, 
I hope you guys and guys and girls enjoyed the price stamp feature. I'll be uh, finishing a feature that makes uploading uh, proper or good trades easier, and then bring in some sort of social stuff. Lastly, uh, for crypto news uh, from Yahoo Finance, according to Tim Bako, uh, a senior developer at the Ethereum Foundation, Ethereum's merge from proof of work uh, to proof of stake will take place during the week of 19th of September. The merge should reduce Ethereum's energy usage by 99.95%. Uh, uh, the proponents of proof of stake think it provides better security and scalability. I won't go into the really nerdy stuff of why proof of stake uh, like reduces, uh, I don't know, I guess our carbon footprint. It's like less electricity used uh, because I hardly understand how it works. But uh, this has definitely caused Ethereum to rally in the last, I guess, like two days once this, um, this day of 19th of September was announced. So um, yeah, I'd say that that has breathed a little bit of a rally into both Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, so if you've seen you know, Ethereum rally just a f for a few days this week, it's definitely because of this news. And we'll kind of see if whether or not this was just like a mini rally and we'll continue down a downtrend. I see people comparing the peaks of last, the last peak of Ethereum down to where it kind of stabilized during the crypto winter to this peak of where it was recently at when it was like around like 4.4K um, and the price multiple of which these crypto winters kind of stabilizes when it's like 10x below the price so thinking that it might uh stabilize around 440 i have yet to see that um i did mention though that this current support that we are at right now was just a very small blip um from before and just to kind of put some dates on here Ethereum price um we're currently at a support right now. If I go to the all graph, um, this was a support that we were at in January of 2021, January of last year. And we're just kind of chilling again in this uh, like one to 1.3K area for Ethereum now. Uh, there's not a whole lot of support here, but it does look like it's forming a base, but I mean, we'll see. Crypto is super dangerous. I don't talk about it that often on the podcast, um, but I thought that I'd cover at least some of it just because it's definitely at a, uh, a price where it, it looks not as toppy as before. Let's just say it that way, right? Like when Ethereum was trading above 4K, yeah, I would not talk about it at all because I just don't want to even like expose the idea when there are just so many other, you know, investments that are, you know, less risky. I'm not gonna say that they would have lost less money because you could have been in Shopify, you could have been in any of these other stocks that got hit really hard, like PayPal, right? But um, now that it is at a small support, you know, I'll start briefly mentioning it. And if crypto falls below 1K and heads to like the $500 area, that's where it gets really, really uh, interesting. So we'll see. Uh, I'll just continue following up just a little bit here and there on crypto, and that's about it for this week. And uh, I think that is about it. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at RealThetaGain. You can follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGain. You can email me at Junie at Thetagain.com. 
Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. I want to give a extended shout out to uh, my patrons here. That's Pocket Change, Avrilian, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Symmetrics, Pasture Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Norco, Royal, and 27, Upstream Puddle, GJ Wilson, BJ Kim, Statistically Random, Mr. Integrity, Trevi, Ionville, DJ Mac 86, Nob, Lati C, Maltman T56, M. Hayden, Mr. Sneezy, Mano Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Leo Jessen, Fancy Wolf, Master XC, McFly, Seneca, Mamma Chicken Dinner, Arfman, Los Garator. Laser Service, The Jester, Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, Theater Ray, El Finko, uh, 4RT, Can't Make Money, IRL, and Ensis88. Um, yeah, I have to say that um, this week has been pretty good. Like, I, I can't complain. I put together a lot of IKEA furniture this week, and I just, I'm never buying IKEA furniture again. This is just, this is just it. You know, I'm, I will buy furniture in, that's already built, that's really nice, that I'll hire people to move in for me because this is not a pleasant experience. Um, I've built IKEA furniture before, uh, but now it's just annoying. It's just like plain annoying. <laughs> uh, and then what else? I like repotted my bonsai. Uh, I repotted a lot of my... Um, my other plants, I planted, repotted my plant that my mom gave me uh, that was kind of wilting. Uh, I think the soil was just getting a little bit too compact and the roots kind of breathed, so I repotted that and um, made sure the soil was kind of like loose. Uh, repotted my uh, witchcraft orchid, for those that don't know. Uh, a witchcraft orchid is an orchid that has black or, you know, very dark, 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 dark purple um, flowers. Uh, I started my shrimp tank over again. I donated my shrimp to the sh um, shop that I like to go to the most back in the day. Uh, I hardly go there anymore. I go there mainly just to get the uh, special water that you need. Um, it's like very filtered. It's called RODI water, which is reverse osmosis distilled water something like that it's like really really clean water it's actually bad for you if you drink it because it's too pure and like it's like it's too pure so you wouldn't drink it um so i restarted that it's coming together pretty well i'm really happy with my tank but it's nowhere near ready for the new shrimp and i don't know if i'm gonna get a different color but i just really love the the red and white ones the most the crystal red shrimp those are those really like pop out against like the green background, but um, let's see, anything else? Um, I think, I think that is it. Right now, like, it's really funny because I told my uh, I told my girlfriend basically to go to the pool so I can talk and do the podcast because I can't record and be myself and talk into this microphone if there are other people in the room. I just can't do it, it's weird. I don't know if some of you have also had that same problem, but yeah, I need my own space when I talk into this mic, and uh, I would love to talk just like a little bit deeper into just a few more topics, but I just feel bad that she's at the pool. So maybe, you know, I, um, I plan out this part just a little bit better next time. But uh, yeah, I do wanna say thank you to everyone that's just been 
reaching out uh, through email, reaching out through phone calls, texts. I know I have a few friends that still listen to the podcast despite the economy and the stock market being down. So this is just me saying thank you and um, I appreciate you listening. It does feel good when your friends support you and without you asking, you know, right? Like you do something you're super passionate about and you have that random friend like sign up for something or like hit you up or say congrats on something. It's a nice feeling. I have to say that that's one of the best feelings in the world because you can definitely start a project and whatnot and then like post about it on your Instagram, post about it on LinkedIn. And yeah, your friends will like it. Your friends will do this or like other people, random people will say, oh, this is a great, really cool job. But some of the best and coolest feedback is from your like friends in real life that like support you without you really like showing it off and i think that those are the those are the coolest bits um there have been a handful of emails talking about last week's email too about how one of the listeners has beaten um that type of cancer and yeah there are many people that have written in that have had not a super similar experience but have definitely had health problems that also mentioned that they are hoping that my mom and staff that are doing well. And just like an update for that, my mom is doing um, really good. It's my stepdad that's not doing so hot anymore. Um, he is super diabetic and he's just terrified of needles. I think I've mentioned that before. And he's getting nerve pains, which, you know, last month we're only really in his like at his knees and below but now it's like getting up to his like groin area um so that includes his like thigh his hips he's getting nerve pain there now too and it's just so frustrating like telling him like hey you need to go get you go get check go get your checkups like just walk in get your blood drawn and you know get recommended for physical therapy do all these things that you know just just you know, mitigate this neuropathy that's happening. Because for those that don't know, and I, I hope you never have to know, but like neuropathy is something that happens when you're diabetic and you get like nerve pains, like typically like in your legs or like in your extremities, like your fingers maybe. Um, and it never gets better. Uh, and it, it like really hurts when my stepdad's like, you know, I, I hope one day this gets better and I can like travel with your mom or something now that she's feeling good. And that has, that has like some of the, that's like some of the toughest, those are like the toughest parts of the phone call. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 this is just, this is just striking, striking a nerve because like he just called today and we had like this, this huge talk. He was like, I really wish I could turn back the clock to the time when I, you know, started caring about my health, which is when he got fired from a job and then he started working on his health and he was like actually getting skinnier um, from at, at a healthy pace um, and he was eating better and he got another job, um, which then the stress piled up, he started eating bad again and whatnot. But he was telling me about how he wishes that he could turn the clock backwards. And the way I think about problems, um, first I address like, hey, does this person just want someone to talk to or does, do they want to actually solve the problem? That's like 
girlfriend logic 101, right? You don't tell your girlfriend how to fix the problem. You just ask first, like, are you in the problem solving phase or are you in the emotional phase? You know, <laughs> um, my stepdad right now has to be in the problem solving phase. There's no, there's no room for the emotion stuff and looking back and regretting things or wishing things could be better because, you know, he wishes that the clock can turn backwards. But just like, you know, any movie trope, you can't turn back time. Time is like really, time is really sacred. It's really valuable. And this is like the, I guess, reminder for everyone that's listening, like you should really value the time you, you use. Like if you just want to spend time watching TV with your significant other, and as long as you're enjoying it, I think that's great. But just acknowledge that this is time that's passing. So you should do what you and your partner, but more importantly, what you want to do, you know, because you got to make sure you're happy so you can take care of others. But uh, instead of turning the clock backwards, I asked my stepdad, like, what, do you want to maybe like work on keeping your lock, clock running longer? You know, and there's like a, there's like a really like like a really like crazy movie pause where we just both didn't talk and it was like like 60 seconds it was like a whole minute and he was like you know yeah i think i i think i do and then you know we started talking about um you know him babysitting my grandkids him slipping my grandkids candy even though you know, maybe it's not candy time. I don't know what kind of type of dad I'm about to be. But, you know, I, I bring those scenarios up because I actually envisioned that, that sort of thing happening. I want my stepdad to be a part of my grandkids' life, and I want my mom equally to be there the same amount. And uh, there is just that problem where my stepdad is just, I think, like 10 years older uh, than my mom. Somewhere, somewhere close to that number. Maybe it's a little bit less or a little bit more. But uh, it's inevitable. Uh, the way that I look at it right now, my stepdad, you know, all things considered, will probably pass away before my mom. And it's, I have to be kind of ready, but I'm never. you're never sort of ready for that type of thing happening. But that has been definitely on my, been on my mind of like, what am I going to do? And that's why I'm also grateful for this sort of, this path forward that I've been taking where, you know, the house is on pause, so I'm not glued anywhere right now. And I'm here for, uh, I guess now 12 more months on this 13 month lease. So I'm flexible after this year and well, I get to kind of see where my stepdad's health is at. And um, yeah. And, you know, I don't want to also say, like, oh, you know, I, I need all the sympathy in the world. This is the worst scenario ever. There are people in way, way more difficult scenarios than this. Um, and if you are one of those people, I don't want you to think, like, that uh, I'm, I'm going through, like, the worst of it. Because I know how grateful I am to even have two parents. Three parents, because uh, I still I am in communication with my my biological dad um and uh yeah i'm really happy that my mom is feeling better i'm sad that my stepdad's not feeling as good uh, but we are working on that as a family and then 
yeah, me and my girlfriend are doing great. Um, anything else? No, I mean job-wise, I think I'm I'm doing good there too. Uh, Theta gang-wise, Theta gang is running fine. We're very cash flow positive, and the CEO slash founder is really motivated. <laughs> So yeah, business is doing great. Welcome to the banking uh, quarter quarter two earnings report. We are doing fine, <laughs> and we are actually raising our outlook for year over year increasing because we expect uh, user growth to slow during times when people can't fake that they're uh, gurus and that all their plays aren't winning because the macro market isn't just generally going up. <laughs> How great would it be if I had a if I like did a spoof earnings call for an episode? That would be really cool. I'm gonna, I am going to actually put that in the trailer board. If I have the time and energy, I will like listen to a earnings call from someone, uh, from a company, and I'll copy their format and just kind of put like theta gang metrics in there. And I think it would like give like listeners and people that are interested in that sort of thing just a little bit more metrics into just like how big theta gang is. I know when you visit the website, you must think, ah, there's probably like a handful of people on here. There's like a good bunch of daily users. I say that there's, the daily user count right now is like 500 unique user accounts being used. So that doesn't include the people that aren't logged in that just like kind of browse the futures or like other trades, but like, I don't know, 500 daily users is pretty cool in my book. Um, and I think our user count is up to like 17 point something K. It's like up in the high 17s, so it's almost 18K. Um, and yeah, I mean, as long as I am breathing and I have both of my hands, dude, honestly, if, even if I had one finger, I would type one thing or one bracket at a time. I would still code with just one finger. Uh, I can't imagine any other career besides this one, and I'm grateful that I have people supporting this passion that I have. Um, and what's the best about this all is like the supporters know it's like about, I don't know, kind of like the mission of just like having a cool place to hang out that, that deals with finance that doesn't have ego attached to it everyone's just kind of learning everyone's having fun there's no pressure to make money there's there's pressure when people start losing money that's for sure no one likes losing money but um <laughs> it's it's a good community and i'm really happy that we have it um really thankful for the 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 main people that are you know you you main people know who you guys are um and uh yeah i'm I'm very happy I can call that community hours. And it's really fun to just wake up, say good morning sometimes. Sometimes it's looking at food. Sometimes it varies. It varies. Sometimes there's like really serious news pieces that come out. Sometimes it's just, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, it, it just varies day to day. And it just keeps things fun, keeps things uh, motivating. So, yeah, I'll report back. Um, Maybe not next week with a 1% section thing, but sometime um, sometime within the next month on an update on everything. But thank you for listening. I'll see everybody uh, this week on Tuesday for the live stream. Um, and if not on the live stream, see everybody uh, next week on Sunday for the podcast. Bye.